Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Jeanine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everyone's enjoying their day so far. And for those of you in New York, I hope you're getting used to the cold weather. Weather, And it is sunny here and beautiful in New York City. And as always, we're armed and ready to serve justice. And I guess we can't really complain about cold weather when Buffalo, New York, has something like seven feet of snow. Can you imagine that? Seven feet of snow. And uh, we're going to have one of our guests today, uh, Nick Langworthy from Buffalo, now Congressman Nick Langworthy. Uh, uh, he's going to talk to us about politics, but also I'm dying to talk to him about the snow. And what, what do you do when the snow is that high? I mean, can you even open your door? But uh, anyway, uh, we are we're ready to go this morning for with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. And uh, it's kind of been a crazy week. I was in Florida this week at Fox Nation at the uh, uh, Hard Rock uh, uh, Hotel in uh, Hollywood, Florida. And we had a great time with Fox Nation, the Fox News Channel. We did the show from down there. And uh, it was it was really a lot of fun, and we're back now. It was beautiful, sunny, and warm down there. But we're back to some of the hysteria that's going on in the country. Uh, we'll start with something that, you know, is not that big a deal, but it is a big deal, and that is that Elon Musk is bringing Donald Trump back to Twitter Uh, And that is after he told his staff that, you know what, if you don't want to work here uh, and if you don't want to put in long hours and if you're not a hardcore employee, well, I really don't want to have you here. So I'm going to shut down the company until Monday and decide who stays. And uh, if you want to quit, you can. And Musk was very generous, gave them three months severance pay. Uh, which is uh, certainly far more than uh, they're entitled to. But I hear that they're leaving in uh, in droves because they don't want to work uh, and they're not hardcore employees. They're not into that whole concept. So uh, the ultimatum was you either do the work or, uh, you know, get lost, get another job. And uh, he also told them that expect to work long hours at high intensity. And those are his works, his words. So Elon Musk basically bringing back the merit concept, capitalism, hard work. Imagine, imagine. And uh, we've got Biden this week is uh, he asked for another thirty seven billion dollars in Ukraine emergency aid. That thirty seven billion uh, and, of course, the Democrats have been talking about how important it is that uh, Ukraine be a sovereign nation. And uh, I certainly have empathy for what's going on over there. Uh, but at the same time, what about our southern border, Mr. Biden? You $37 billion for Ukraine. And uh, we've got fentanyl killing 300 people a day in this country. 
And right now, uh, you're more worried about uh, Ukraine, which is fine. I understand. I understand the international implications. But, you know, open your mind if if it's capable of being opened a little bit and recognize that we are dying here in an undeclared war that China has declared against the United States by sending uh, fentanyl, through Mexico, through the cartels that are coming in, through your open border nonsense, uh, and killing Americans. And I, I tell you, it is outrageous. We're going to have Tom Homan on to talk about what's going on with that. And, you know, it's gotten even worse since a federal judge decided to strike down the border policy known as Title 42. So the the judge, um, you know, we had a we had a Trump era policy used by border officials to expel migrants because of the COVID pandemic, saying the ban, um, and and the judge now says the ban had little benefit. So everybody comes in, and by the way, folks, not that we were testing them anyway, but right now, come one, come all, and while they do that, Yuma families. Get this, American families are forced to hire armed guards amid the migrant surge, and that's according to the local officials. So you keep sending that money to Ukraine, and you keep letting our border be inundated, and we've got Governor Greg Abbott, who's got some great thoughts on what to do about it, and Tom Homan, uh, who's going to talk to us about that as well. But there's a new surge of illegals who are now headed and fears that uh, the crossings are going to soar after the judge lifted that Title 22, Title 42 uh, 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 policy that saw illegals uh, deported. So we're going to get to all those topics and break it all down for you here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Plus, today, I'm going to be taking your calls on the Friends of the Court hotline. Want to hear what you think? I always do. I'd rather hear you than listen to myself. But call us at 1-800-848-9222. And later on in the show, I will gavel out with my closing arguments. It's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. But never forget, that's the commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a true law enforcement expert, a uh, man who is very passionate uh, about the job he did, a former director of U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, and he knows of what he speaks. Uh, why I'm talking, of course, about Thomas Homan, uh, and I'd like to welcome him to the show, but before... I do that. I just want to mention a few of the things that that he's done, uh, just so you know that uh, this man is doesn't just talk the talk; he's walked the walk. Um, he has uh, uh, he is now working at Fox News as a contributor, but he was a police officer, and before that, uh, and after that, he was a border patrol agent, and then he actually rose to the ranks of the director of immigration and customs enforcement uh by he was given an award by obama and appointed to that rank and then of course by trump as well uh all right thomas holman how are you 
I'm doing good. Stuck in a snowstorm, but doing good. Oh, are you up there too? Yeah, I'm on, I'm up here on the Canadian border, uh, our town, Syracuse area. So it's a, it's, it's a mess. I got to tell you, you're in Carthage, right? I was born in Carthage, yes, ma'am. Okay, all right. So let me ask you a question before we get into immigration. Can you get, I, look, I lived in upstate New York. I'm from Elmira originally. And I remember there would be snowstorms. We couldn't open the door. Like in the morning, there was so much snow that was built up against the door, you couldn't open it. Do you having that problem? I woke up yesterday morning to four foot of snow, four feet. <laughs> it just, you know, just no way you can, it's just no way you can shovel it. You got to just cut it down foot by foot. And I was out there all day long shoveling Ooh. the snow. How do you feel today? I got up this morning to another two feet. So uh, I just finished that, got in here, took a shower, and a radio show. So I've had it with the snow. I'm heading back to D.C. this afternoon. Oh, good for you. Yeah, a little civility. Uh, but you know what's amazing about it? I miss I miss upstate New York. All right, enough of that. Tom, uh, let's talk about the fact that uh, the judges decided that the uh, border policy known as 42 is no longer going to can be used by Border Patrol. I mean, yeah, I still don't get it, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. But, you know, they were coming over, what, one to four million people? Uh, it's up to four million people, I should say, since Biden's been in office. It's, it's not as if we were using that. Were we? Well, Title 42, the Trump administration used it right across the board. Right. Well, but we're Biden administration, Biden from, from day one didn't use it for family units, didn't use it for unaccompanied children, didn't use it for non-Spanish-speaking adults. So they weren't using that much anyways. But they were, you know, they were using a small portion, you know, up to 30000 a month. So, you know what, that's 30000 more a month we're going to get across the border and get released in the United States. Judge Sullivan, who's a bad judge. He, if you look I at him, know him well, judge. Tom. Go yeah. ahead. So what he's done is, is going to cause even a bigger crisis. The border patrol is already overwhelmed to the point 70 to 80 percent of agents are off the line. What he just did is just going to increase your work, workload, workload, which means more offline, which means more gotaways, more fentanyl, more sex trafficking, women and children, cartels making more money, more Americans dying from drug overdoses. That's what the, the result's going to be. What do you mean working off the line? What does that mean? Instead of being on the line catching illegal aliens and catching drugs, they're going to be in processing centers, processing oh, family groups, making baby formula, changing diapers, transporting uh, illegal aliens to an airport. Why are they changing <laughs> diapers? Why doesn't the mother change the diaper? Why doesn't the person who brought the baby and change it? Why are we changing diapers? Because the mother's not always with them. Some of these toddlers enter by themselves. You, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've seen the video. There's been two, three, four-year-olds just abandoned across the border. So much for the humane Biden border policies that killed over 1,400 migrants since he became president are record by far. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's talk about the fact that apparently in the uh, in the Yuma sector, there are there's there's been reports uh, that uh, the illegal immigrants have flooded the Yuma hospitals. They've caused some residents to fear for their own safety and to actually hire armed security. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, 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 the illegals, they come into their yards. 
They constantly have people come into their homes, and this is a quote, into their yards, and the people were not very respectful. So um, people are now having to hire their own security. Is this crazy? The government lets them in, and then American citizens have to protect themselves from the illegals who haven't been vetted. We have no idea who they are. And, uh, you know, in any group of, of a million, four million, 30,000, I don't care. There's criminals in there. So we just say, come on in. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they're going to keep coming because there's no consequence. There's no deterrence. They're not detaining them. When you tell the whole world, come across our border, we won't detain you. We'll fly you to the city of your choice at taxpayer expense. Even if you get order removed, even if you show up in court, get order removed, ICE can't remove you because Secretary Mayorkas has said being in the country illegally on its own isn't enough to ICE make an arrest. When you make those type of promises, you can come across the border illegally, not be detained, and won't ever be removed. The most vulnerable people in the world are going to cross that border, and, and that's including criminals. From my 34, 35 years in, is average 20 to 22 percent of everybody uh, Border Patrol arrests have a prior criminal history. But here's the biggest issue. You just touched on it a little bit. They've arrested over they've arrested over four million people crossing the border since Joe Biden became president. The add to that the one man known gotaways. Now the mm-hmm. border patrols arrested people from 161 different countries. Many of those countries sponsor terrorism. If you don't think a single one of that one man come from the country sponsored terrorists won't do us harm, then you're just crazy. They've arrested 114 known suspected terrorists trying to enter this country. How many of the one men are known suspected terrorists? And as far as Judge Sullivan is concerned, you know, Title 42, look, COVID isn't the only disease coming across that border. TB comes across that border. Measles comes across that border. Chicken, I've shut down facilities for measles and chickenpox. I had, when I was ICE director, we had a case of TB that was unrecognizable by CDC. We had that guy in custody for six months trying to pump some sort a cocktail to treat that strain of TB had. Imagine if he would have gotten to the United States. Disease comes across that border every single day. Yeah, and you know, the shame of that is that the disease that's coming across, and even if you limit it to COVID, uh, you know, the immigrants weren't required to wear a mask, you know, or take a COVID test, and so they were giving it to the Border Patrol. I got to tell you, uh, uh, Tom Holman uh, from from, uh, uh, ICE, I can't imagine what it's like for the the morale for these people in, in, in the Border Patrol. I just can't. I can't. Well, the, the morale is not existent. I was down in Brooks County doing a tour with a sheriff down there. I was with him for four hours. We recovered two dead bodies. And I went through a checkpoint there, a, a big checkpoint. And one of the agents recognized me and asked me, you know, come on in and say hi to the troops during, during the uh, uh, ship change. And I can tell you, their morale is, is not existent. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I told them. Hold on tight. Two, year, two more years. We'll make this right. We'll put you back to work. We'll enforce law. Two more years, guys. Try to hang in there. Well, your lips to God's ears, Tom Homan, uh, the former director of, of, of Immigration and Customs Enforcement. But my concern is, you know, not just, you know, what is going on at the southern border, but my concern is that when you get a governor like Ron DeSantis or Governor Abbott, they then, uh, you know, send them to the north to give people an idea of what the heck is going on. And then and then the left criticizes them and says, oh, you know, that's just playing politics. Really? No, we're just sharing the problem. I mean, how can any state 
allow or or, or uh, you know, how can you suffer through a million, two million people coming through your state? What are the little towns like near the border? They've got to be overrun. They are overrun. And I'm, I think what DeSantis and Abbott did was great. They put this thing back on the front pages. You had Democrat mayors, Democrat governors speaking out. So they raised the, they raised the uh, optics of this whole thing. I thought it was great. But let's not forget what no one talks about, the northern border, where I'm right now. Wow. Half, the northern, half the northern border has been detailed on the southern border. So the 50% that are here on the northern border are in the office all day long processing illegal aliens virtually on a computer on the southwest border, which means, Judge, no river patrols, no lake patrols, no highway patrols. Our northern border is wide open, oh, yeah. and that just, just scared the hell out of every American. Well, I can tell you, um, when I was a DA, I used to have, we used to have cases where in, individuals would come through the northern border into New York, and, and that, is, that is a very dangerous area. Um, and, you know, they, they can avoid police totally immigration i mean you've got the tribal police you've got areas that are not being policed at all and it doesn't matter because we're not really doing anything at the southern border either but this this nitwit this guy mayorkas he says the border is secure i can't wait for the republicans to come in and 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 impeach this guy and i i know it sounds harsh but this man is lying to the American public. You cannot say such a bald-faced lie. The border is secure. We've got 4 million people have come through since Biden's come in. You're not being harsh. I've been calling for this impeachment for over a year. And, you know, my, uh, McCarthy made a speech last week talking about he don't know if he wants to do impeachment because it appears to be political. Look, they impeached President Trump for making a damn phone call to Ukraine. Se- since Secretary Mallorca has been the Secretary of Homeland Security, we've had over four men in illegal encounters on the southern border. We got over one man gotaways. We got 114 known suspected terrorists arrested trying to cross the border. We got over, four- over 1,400 migrants have died in U.S. soil. We got over 100,000 Americans dying of drug overdoses of drugs that came across that border, according to DEA. You got the criminal cartels making billions of dollars, more money than they've ever made. The same cartels who mur- uh, murdered U.S. agents. He's done more than his share to be called. He, he, he violated the oath of office. His country's less safe under him. He's refusing to enforce law. As a matter of fact, he's breaking the law. So he needs to be impeached. The Republicans better do it because I'm sick and tired of go, you know, going down the southern border, doing a dog and pony show, coming back to D- D.C., doing nothing. Now they have control of the House. Show it, prove it, impeach this man. Oh, I, you know, Thomas Homan, uh, former director of Vice, I absolutely agree with you. You better you put on your big boy pants, boys and girls, and get in there and start doing something for the American people. It is, it, you know, if, if McCarthy is saying he's not sure he wants to impeach him, stop with the wuss stuff. But anyway, what we've got is Governor Abbott now is says now that he's been reelected governor in uh, in Texas, he's talking about deploying the National Guard to repel and turn back immigrants. He says are trying to cross the border illegal, sending the Texas Department of Public Safety to arrest and return border immigrants who do so, and building a border wall in multiple counties. He also plans to deploy gunboats to secure the border, designate Mexican cartels as foreign terrorists organizations enter into agreements with other states and foreign powers uh, to enhance security and send resources to the border counties to help them respond to the border invasion. Um, You know, the sad part about it is that is everything that the federal government should do. And you've got the Texas governor having to deal with that besides running his own state. 
you know, what an American patriot he is. And, and yes. I, went, I met with him along with other uh, career uh, border people, in, along with some constitutional scholars. We met the attorney general's office down there, Ken Pax and his group. We supplied them with what we think is legal justification for declaring uh, an invasion. We're glad he's done it. And I told, uh, I told the governor, if you need anything, I'd be out there tomorrow to help you run this thing. So, look, he's done more to secure this border than anybody in this country. You can't name another person in this country who's done more to secure this border in the last two years than, than, than Governor Abbott. And so I salute him. And, and I, I, I told him, you need me, I'll be out there tomorrow. And i tell you something else, Judge. Depending on who gets that White House in two years, mm-hmm. I'll come back. I'll come back along with a lot of senior managers, turn back on the Trump policies that gave us a more secure border in my lifetime. I'll go back in a heartbeat because I'm insulted. I take this personal. We handed this administration the most secure border in my lifetime. And I got over three and a half decades doing this. The most secure border in my lifetime. Joe Biden's the first president in the history of this nation who came into office and intentionally unsecured a border. Who the hell does that? Well, you know what, uh, Tom Holman, former director of ICE, I can't tell you how much I agree with you. And to answer the question, who does that, you know, the person who does that, as far as I'm concerned, is a person who doesn't uh, really care that much about Americans who are dying every day from fentanyl and all the other stuff. Thank you, Thomas Holman. And I hope that you get your dream and that you go back there and kick some butt. Anyway, never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. number This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is the chairman of the New York State GOP and now congressman-elect for New York's 23rd Congressional District. Join me in welcoming Nick Langworthy to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Uh, Nick, how are you today? I'm doing great, Judge. Thank you so much for having me back on. Well, first of all, I shouldn't call you Nick, but you're my friend. I should be calling you Congressman-elect Langworthy. I'm thrilled that you won your race, and certainly you are part of uh, New York's message to the rest of the country that even we're fed up with the Democrats, uh, with all of the congressional races that we won, although, unfortunately, uh, the guy who helped with that – Getting us all to win or getting you guys all to win in Congress, Lee Zeldin was not able to make it uh, in terms of winning the governorship. But, uh, Nick, I want to talk to you first before we start about the fact that you're in Buffalo, New York. Is that correct? I, I sure am. Okay. So when you look out your window, what do you see, Congressman? Well, is is really white here in the 23rd Congressional District in uh, the heart of my district in Erie County. Um, in Orchard Park, where the the Bills play uh, their games, uh, you got 77 inches of snow in about 30 hours. So <laughs> let me ask you uh, a question: Was I'm from upstate New York? I'm from Elmira. I mean, I, I was in that snow zone. What what is it like? Do, can you even open your door? How do you let the dogs out? Don't the dogs like drown in the snow? Well, I, I'm only seeing these pictures from Facebook. I mean, I didn't get nearly as hard hit where I am, but. Uh, but a lot of my new constituents are dealing with a whole lot of snow, and they're clearing driveways. And I mean, it, you know, I will say the governor's brought in the National Guard to help clear some of this. I mean, it's just it's so much. It's a it's a record snowfall 
that's happened for New York State in New York State history. It's never come at that pace yet. But lake effect snow is a phenomenon that uh, these early November storms and the lake is still very warm. The lake was 52 degrees earlier this week and some nice cold air. It creates a snow machine and, uh, you know, there are varying degrees from, from six and a half feet to five feet to four feet, depending on where you're at in southern Erie County. Uh, it's a lot to deal with, and people are going to be digging out until Thanksgiving. Well, you know, I, I went to school in Buffalo, so, I mean, I loved it because I was a skier. But uh, it's got to it's got to be tough for business. I mean, as if we don't have enough to deal with. But uh, Congressman-elect Nick Langworthy, let's talk about you. Congratulations. Uh, you won. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, obviously, uh, you have been the chair of the New York State Republican Party. Uh, but uh, I imagine uh, you're going to be giving that up. Well, how does that going to work? Yeah, I, I will be stepping aside uh, at the end of January uh, after the RNC has its reorganization. Um, you know, we'll, we'll present a transition. We're working on some plans for that. And, you know, the party will elect uh, uh, a new chairman and a new uh, batch of leadership going forward. I mean, I had uh, hope very much that uh, it would be Congressman then Governor Zeldin picking yes, yes. Uh, picking the new chairman of the state party, uh, but uh, he gave it uh, a tremendous effort. It was everything that we had ever hoped for. Um, the fact that you know Kathy Hochul, you know, only got fifty three percent of the vote in a state where we haven't even been close to competitive in twenty years. Uh, it speaks volumes about the effort that Zeldin put into this race. I mean, he's uh, a tremendous leader. He's someone well, that – Well, uh, there's no question. I mean, Lee Zeldin ran a great campaign. Um, he he was – and you know, when I, I ran statewide in 2006. I mean, New York City is a tough nut to crack. And mm-hmm. uh, But, but the New Yorkers are very concerned about crime. It was the number one issue for New Yorkers. And, you know, while the Democrats poo-poo it and, and she laughed at it, I mean, I, 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 I just am so, I'm so disappointed in that race. But, but even more than that, I am disgusted that, you know, we've got a governor who is, uh, uh, yeah, she doesn't seem to care about crime victims. She just thinks it's, uh, you know, happens to someone else. And she's also shown herself to be a pay-to-play person in terms well, of the Buffalo Stadium and there's, there's uh, the real COVID corruption. Test. Yep, there's real incompetence, and if she doesn't wake up to crime, there's not going to be a state left to govern. Uh, so hopefully, she sees there's a whole lot of really upset people out there. You know, Lee made inroads for our our party uh, in the Asian community, in the Latino community, in the African American community. We got um, turnout in, in Republican support in places in Brooklyn and Queens um, that we haven't seen in a long time. She very effectively turned out the 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 extreme liberals in Manhattan, and she got a big vote there. Uh, but there's a whole lot of other places that have told this governor. We don't like the job you're doing, and if she doesn't, you see this as a wake-up call and try and do the right thing for the people and the taxpayers. Uh, we're not going to have a state left, but well, you know every cloud has a silver lining. In Lee Zeldin's leadership, his campaign, the efforts that we all put forward, uh, you know Chuck Schumer went to uh, was reelected with a lower percentage of the vote than he's ever had. Um, we have elected the largest congressional delegation from New York in 20 years. 
We have 11 House Republicans out of 26 That's going fantastic. to Congress. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the uh, Republicans in Congress. Well, you've got Kevin McCarthy, and I, I was just on with uh, ICE, former ICE director Tom Homan, who said that uh, Kevin McCarthy is having second thoughts about uh, impeaching Mayorkas. Uh, and, and you know, uh, uh, so many of us are, are very upset with it. It's not just the allowing of, you know, three million, however many million uh, illegals have crossed our border with absolutely no consequence. But he's, he's gotten up and lied to the American people. And he says the border is secure. So it's one thing to be incompetent. It's another to out and out lie. And, you know, do you have any idea what's going on with Mayorkas? Because I'll tell you, Republicans expect now that the Republicans are in power, we expect them to do something. Well, there there has to be uh, real teeth. I mean, we don't come to the table with the majority we had hoped for. Right. Um, you know, there wasn't a red wave across the country. There was a red wave in New York. And just to finish our thought, 11 House Republicans come there, seven freshmen Republicans in New York. We are the reason. The NYGOP is the reason there is a House Republican majority, because we're talking a two or three seat majority. We come to the table with seven freshmen. So we're going to have a big role to play, and they represent all corners in New York. It's not just upstaters. There's a lot. We have every seat on Long Island. We have, you know, two of the three seats in the Hudson Valley, uh, and we've got a great delegation. And we're going to work strongly together, and we're going to get things done, and we're going to have a loud voice. Um, we have to hold this administration accountable. The southern border is a disaster. Mayorkas has to be held accountable. How is he held um, accountable, know, though, Congressman? How is he held the hearing, accountable? The hearings, uh, the, the hearings, you know, will be starting. I mean, I, these things are going. We're going to ask the tough questions. Everybody remembers what we lived through for four years. Now we have the gavels. We have the subpoena power, and we're going to use them. Well, I'll tell you, the, the, the truth is, uh, uh, to me, that's not enough. But, you know, you guys will decide. You know, there's also talk of, you know, having hearings on everything from Afghanistan to COVID uh, to, uh, you know, immigration to crime. Uh, and, and I understand that, you know, we can't be doing, you know, all of this, uh, that we've got to try to get legislation passed. But the truth is you've got a Democrat Senate, all right? And then you've got a, 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 a president who's got a veto pen. So, you know, there really isn't a lot to do other than try to work within the House, as it re- and there's, that's a lot of work in itself. I mean, because you've got the power of the purse in the House, and you also have the power of a message. And what the Democrats seem to have done in the last campaign was just beat, you know, January 6th to, uh, you know, to a pulp and, you know, convince everybody about, you know, and, and make no mistake. I think people who, who violated the law should have been prosecuted, and I said it immediately after. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, the Democrats, they try – to destroy the Republicans, and then they say when the Republicans get in, you know, you really don't want to, we really don't want you to go that hard. We have to play together in the sand. To me, that's ridiculous. And in, in, in that's a, a, a flaw traditionally in Republican DNA is they want to be intellectually honest and, and just, you know, conciliatory to and, and think Democrats are going to work together. They did not work together. They have done, they've ruined lives. Um, they've, they've gone out of their way to destroy people. They ran on three issues in this campaign, and they lied through their teeth. 
uh, to get to the position they are to hold the Senate. Uh, we have to keep that in mind. We, you know, wish we had a bigger cushion. You know, that's going to be limiting in some effects, but it shouldn't limit the fact that we're going to hold officials accountable and make them answer the questions. These hearings are critically important. You know, the, the I hope Dr. Fauci had, doesn't have a lot of travel plans for his retirement because I have a feeling he's going to be spending plenty of time in a chair. Uh, across the table uh, at the Capitol, uh, you know, having, you know, these hearings as to things that happened during COVID, uh, the origins of COVID. Uh, we have to do the same thing with the border and Homeland Security. Homeland Security is a joke right now. It's got to be changed. And, and the only way we're going to bring change in the short term is to shine bright lights on things. And, you know, because you're, you're right. I mean, Schumer's still going to have the gavel on the Senate side. You know, they have the votes. We didn't get what we wanted on Election Day. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to absolutely shine bright lights on things. And, and, and Hunter Biden is absolutely fair game. This has to, you know, it, the things that happened to, to, to the President Trump and the Trump family, uh, you know, during that administration, you know, are, are absurd. And when you look at what has not happened to uh, to, to Hunter Biden, at this point, I mean, this this is a question of national security, and and we have to absolutely have the hearings on this. Well, you know, the truth is that you know the Hunter Biden thing, obviously, you know, and the shame of it is they said that you know it wasn't his laptop, and then it was his laptop, but it was Russian disinformation. And then what I'd love to hear are the fifty-one uh, intelligence officials who signed a letter saying that it was it was Russian disinformation. It had all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. I mean, to me, those are whores. Uh, those are people who, you know, that laptop was legitimate. All you had to do was call some of the people on some of those emails and find out whether or not they had sent those emails, and it would be very clear that that was real. But nobody did that. All they wanted to do was come out and say it's Russian disinformation, and let's not let anybody talk about it, and let's suppress the First Amendment rights of everyone. We, we, so had, a, we had a media blackout first and foremost. I mean, the, the New York Post was deplatformed by Twitter for putting this forward in the last weeks of the election. I mean, it, it, it is absurd the length to which the, the mainstream media and big tech went out of their way to manipulate that election. And uh, we need to hold uh, this family to account. And if some foreign agent is paying the president's son uh, extreme amounts of money, it, it, it's not by expertise because I think the photographic evidence uh, proves <laughs> what kind of – human being we're dealing with lies the fact um, that he has expertise in anything yeah. look yeah i mean so yeah. so this like this has to be put out there for the american people to see and digest and to understand and jim jordan will lead the charge and i'm you know i i'll certainly support that i don't have committee assignments yet i will support that in any way shape or form that i in my office can do that Mm -hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think the real key Congressman uh, Nick Langworthy, Congressman-elect Nick Langworthy, is the money trail. The money speaks volumes. And to the extent that they had joint accounts, to the extent that uh, Hunter was paying some of his father's bills, you put that together with the emails. I mean, you know, the prosecutor in me, Congressman, you know, if I had had a laptop, 
for any of the cases I tried, they would have been. You know, I mean, it's it's a treasure trove for any prosecutor. I mean, you just put together the wrongdoing with the confirmation and the emails, with the photographs, with the with the uh, with the circumstantial evidence, and it's 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 you're there, you're there in terms of a conviction. But it'll be very interesting to find out why the mayor of uh, the mayor's wife in Moscow sent you know what was it three million a million dollars? Why a hundred thousand dollars spending spree? Why they don't love Hunter Biden? He's not such a great guy. We have to do our job in Congress to make sure that the media can't ignore these stories anymore. Yeah. And and um, th- this is. That's why you need the official subpoena power of the House uh, majority to get this done, and and we will get this done. Um, you know, I I trust Jim Jordan to lead the charge on He'll this. He'll be great. He'll uh, be great. He will be phenomenal, and the American people are going to get the answers that they deserve as to what's you know are we are we dealing with the Biden crime family or are we dealing with the first family? That's what needs to be uh, fleshed out, and the facts need to emerge. Um, and I just hope anyone that touched that laptop used a Lysol wipe first. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, it'll be very interesting. So what is what is the, pro- the, the process? You are a new congressperson. What happens now? We've been through one week of freshman orientation. We break for uh, – I, I had to get back to Buffalo to beat this storm. Otherwise, I would still be in Washington. Yeah. But uh, we, uh, we're, we're home for a week. We're building out our district teams and doing our hirings, and then uh, we're back for one more week of freshman orientation and then uh, sworn in January 3rd. So there's a lot to do. Uh, there's a lot of ground to cover, and uh, you know we're, we're, we're eager to, to get to work. I well, mean, there's just so much ahead of us we need – you know, to, to restore some honesty and integrity to this federal government that's we've broken. You know, it, it's not the majority we wanted, but we have broken one party Democratic control of our federal government. And we, um, you know, we, if we can't drive our own agenda, we're going to throw the brakes on theirs. Wow. And that's the most important thing that we can do uh, if we can't play offense, which I do think we can play offense. We I can, you can, you know, force an agenda and force issues uh you know, the, the Senate is going to be the obstructionists uh, here. We we want to pass, you know, the, the agenda that we ran on, the, the commitment to America. These are governing principles that are 80 percent issues if you took the partisanship away. You know, restoring American energy dependence, you know, strengthening our southern border. You know, th- these are just, you know, common sense things. Restoring, you know, parents' rights in the classroom, oh, yes. uh, you know, with, with, our, with our children. You know, these are things that we're going to be, um, you know, pushing forward uh, with legislation uh, and in trying to, to get some common sense, uh, you know, a good healthy dose of that back for the American people. Okay. And, you know, the, the question is going to be, does Joe Biden want to, you know, go along with that or is he going to continue down this woke path? All right. Congressman-elect Nick Langworthy, thanks so much for joining us today. And much luck to you in your first term as congressman. And never forget, that's the commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. And up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I'll take your calls on the Friends of the Court hotline, and I will gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. 
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. It's the Judge Janine Show on 77 WABC. All right, welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Now, let's go to the Friends of the Court hotline. We've got some time. Let's go to Don from Hopewell Junction. Morning, John. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see the laptop from hell and some of Hunter's paraphernalia in Joe Biden's presidential library. <laughs> Okay, well, it's not a question, but it was a great one. Anything else? <laughs> no, uh, I just can't wait till uh, you know the worm turns. Yeah. Holman's a great American. Rudy, they're all great, yeah. but we're stuck. We're stuck right now, and it's terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. But I, I like the way you think, Don. Thanks so much. All right, let's go to Dan from the Bronx. Thanks, Judge. I'd rather listen to you than myself. Oh. Anyway, um, Pence says that um, a J6 committee didn't have the right to subpoena him because of separation of powers. Uh, do you feel that the subpoena, the J6 committee had the right to subpoena Trump? And Pence also said that um, he didn't feel he had the authority to overturn the election. All right. Well, those are those are pretty interesting questions. I don't believe that uh, that Trump was subpoenaed. I got to tell you, I haven't I haven't followed that. I mean, that thing was so ridiculous. I didn't follow it. There are certain people who were arrested, and I understand that. And you know, if they violated the law, then they should be prosecuted. But in terms of uh, you know, Pence saying he didn't have the authority to overturn the election. I I happen to agree with that. But that's that's another issue that's behind us. Okay, let's talk about and let's go to Andrew from Stanhope, New Jersey. Real quick on Pence. No, Pence lies. He says or he tries to trick you and say that he didn't have the power or that he has the power to overturn it, but he's going to listen to the will of the people, and they chose someone else. They chose by no, he doesn't have the power to say I make the election null and void. No, he doesn't. He has the power to have it looked by Congress, you know, investigated to have a review of the electoral cost. So he misleads the people and insults their intelligence. What's your question, though, Andrew? Just of the Hunter Biden laptop. There's also his homemade sex videos with what appear to be underage prostitutes. So maybe offer a plea bargain to him to say, okay, who provided this, what crime, you know, ring, and help us uncover that, and we won't charge you for that. Oh, baloney, 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 underage prostitutes. First of all, 
you got to prove to me that they were underage. That's number one. Number two, did it happen in the United States or was it somewhere in another foreign country? Number three, as far as I'm concerned, I wouldn't work out a plea deal with Hunter Biden if he gave me the devil himself to turn in. This guy has done so much in terms of money laundering, Farah lobbying violations, tax evasion, uh, the whole thing with a gun lying on a uh, a pistol a permit application. I mean, and and look, the last thing I want to do is give a plea deal, and that's enough with that dirtbag Hunter Biden. All right, let's go to uh, Jeffrey from New Jersey. No, no, let's go to Tony. Tony from Clifton, New Jersey. Hi, hi, Janine. Happy hi. holidays. Thank you. I, I, I wanted to just tell you, Governor. Thank you for featuring Governor Abbott. He is one of my favorites. There wasn't a lot of press on his recent release. Right. I wish, I wish I would have heard from uh, Governor DeSantis working with him because he really doesn't have all the governors named on that document. I read through it. But he's an amazing man. Okay. Well, he is. And uh, he's doing everything that the president of the United States should be doing. But he's either, you know, too tired, too sleepy, or too inept. I don't know. It's his birthday today. The guy turned 80. The president is 80 years old. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. I can't believe we're out of time already. Uh, make sure you join us right back here next week, same time, same place, for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Have a great day.